0: And welcome to a Series 8 of Richard Haynes' Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, brought to you on video, very kindly, by all the people who contributed to our Kickstarter campaign. Raising loads of money, it was ridiculous, so I'm very pleased about that, thank you. If you want to contribute, this is all free, on audio and video, uh, if you want to contribute to help us make more, there are lots of different ways of doing that. Go to gofasterstripe.com slash badges, if you make a one-off donation... Uh, either for a badge or just without a badge, all of that money will be channeled back into the next series of Rahul Lestapa, Rahul If you want to help us make another series of As It Occurs To Me, which we're hoping to do on video next year, in 2016 at some point, then go to the monthly badges, www.gofasterstripe.com slash badges. It's the same site, but go and pay a pound or more monthly and all that money will add up and hopefully help us to make as it occurs to me again. Uh, or you can uh, come and see me on tour. I'm doing a show called Happy Now. Go to richterring.com slash happy underscore now slash tour. And you can see if I'm coming near to you. There's lots of other little things like you can go to eBay sometimes and I sometimes sell things on there, which again, that money goes into the podcast. We might start selling some things on GoFaster strike.com uh, which will help fund future episodes as well and i'm sure we'll do another kickstarter next year for more the both for holistapa and a ottoma you can do your own shouting out of those names anyway let us sit back and enjoy thanks to all those lovely people on kickstarter you are terrific thank you so much for your help uh, me talking to podcast rival Stuart goldsmith ladies and gentlemen please welcome oh sorry hold on i a second I forgot how to do it. I forgot how to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who is very disturbed about the, the certain people who are trying to stop robot sex happening, and that has become a big news story, I think, as a result of this podcast. is Richard Herring! Just not taking this seriously. Hello! Hello! We're back. We're back. Welcome to Series 8 of Rich Tarring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Or as just recently, some of the cooler kids have begun. I was down at the skateboard park by, um, <laughs> just on there South Bank. And the kids down there, they were calling it Rahula And, uh, it's it So on. Um, so, yeah, Series 8, thank you very much to everyone who donated to the Kickstarter. That's amazing. We raised over £50,000. Uh, it might have been even more than that. I don't know how much it was in the end. But it's enough to pay for this to make it free for all the people at home. So they're laughing at you. you you idiots, uh, and uh, and thank you to the people who've come down uh, because uh, I, d- I was just talking about this is Stuart Goldsmith. I don't get any of the money from that Kickstarter. He thought I was insane. All of the money goes into into making, but I do get some of the money from you people who've paid. So thanks to the ten people who've paid to come and see the show, that will buy one nappy for my child. Uh, and it's uh, lo- lots of things have happened in between these two series. Even then, we finished recording uh, quite ish, uh, quite recently. I mean, the big the thing uh, the show is slightly ruined by the David Cameron pig sex. It sort of slightly ruined the emergency questions just because now anything I ask is not as good as that. Is that it's not that would be a brilliant emergency question. Have you ever fucked the dead head of a pig? It'd be one that wouldn't pay off for it, but then when David Cameron's on, he go, oh yeah. I have, yeah, I did. Thinking about it, I did do that he probably didn't do it it's annoying. I mean you want him to do it so that makes it true but the bigger story it annoys me this story we might talk about it more later because uh, it's incredibly not topical to the people at home uh, this is going out quite some time down the line but uh, it's if the Ashcroft is a much much worse person than David Cameron a lot worse A's if, he's, if, he was, if it's true he had the confidence of David Cameron he's betrayed it uh, B if it isn't true he's made it up uh, but also he controls the government and that's what you're all so obsessed with the man fucking their pig skull and it's hard not not to be that you're not thinking hold on so there's a man who pays money to make the government go and if he doesn't like the government then he just says something about them and they're no longer the government that's a bit scary I would say so anyway I've, uh, and uh, CJ from Eggheads has killed a man in the interim of this which I'd known that when I was talking to Paul Sinner that would have changed the well a bit like Ashcroft except CJ's doing it to himself he says he's killed he says he might have killed a man. He's clearly hasn't done any of this. It's clearly a lie. Uh, Lord Sugar's autobiography is out. It's called Unscripted, which is ironic, uh, and it's an ironic tale. And it's not as good as Ass Poo Full of Sugar, is it? That is. is where I... uh, and uh, oh, there's loads more coming. up. The, the, the whole Corbyn thing is very. Exciting. I mean, again, we we're talking now, Murray, about in the last series about uh, the need to change the political system, and then Corbyn's come in and sort of trying to do that from the perspective. Uh, it's a slightly reactionary way, I would say, to go back to the 1980s. But it's very exciting. Uh, he didn't sing God Save the Queen, uh, which people, some people pretended to be very furious about. I generally nobody actually cares about that. that is, they've, I'm so angry the man didn't sing the horrible song. It's a terrible song, right, isn't it? It's not about being British. It's about a fictional character looking after a woman who is the most heavily protected woman on the planet it's unnecessary and if you think about it, God Save the Queen implies you know that uh, the, the, the people want the Queen to be put in some kind of peril doesn't it to, to need to be saved uh, God must be if there is a God he must be furious about being constant I think we have to change God Save the Queen to a, a national anthem about being what, what's cool about being British which, you know it's not much it'd be difficult I thought maybe the laughing policeman would be a good compromise we'd enjoy singing that the only good bit in God Save the Queen is na 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 that's the only good bit in it <laughs> That's the only bit we enjoy doing, and you're not meant to sing to that bit. And that's the bit, that's the only good bit. Anyway, there's been something, the robot sex thing has it's become a big story, mainly because of, because of me. Uh, so, um, because of my obsession with it. Anyway, look, we're going to crack straight on. Uh, my first guest of the series, he's come over from another podcast. It's going to confuse some people. How has he managed to get through the, the podcast door? He is probably best known, though, as Caleb in CBBC's. <laughs> Mission, colon, 2110. That is probably what he is best known for. It's Stuart Goldsmith, ladies and gentlemen. Stuart Goldsmith, come in, Stuart. Sit down. Welcome, thank
1: you. Sit down. Pull up a microphone. I will. That uh, that co- no one ever pronounces the colon out loud. Uh, <laughs> no. I have to say it improves the title of the show, <laughs> given that it was a children's television programme. Mission Colon, mission colon. <laughs> sounds like much more the sort of show you'd yeah. like to make. It was. That's what <laughs> So what was the, what
0: it was all about, Caleb? That's what people have come to see to hear talk yeah. about. So we've got an hour. So let's yeah, let's get let's, let's get set. stuck in.
1: <laughs> uh, mission Twenty One Ten was a uh, a show that it uh, was for children and it was a cross between uh, the it was like the crystal maze and meets Terminator for children where I uh, a cyborg and also the last human being alive now some of you nerds will be going <laughs> yes and as was I it was my dream job on every level um, I, uh, I lived in the future and, uh, and I had to teleport children into the future. They're
0: right. <laughs> it's made by the
1: BBC? Yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> That's, that saves them, doesn't it, from any inquiries. If, as long as it happens in the future.
1: it's no good in the past, if we can get them to the future, no one and, can touch us. And there were... There were some robots. Now, it was not made explicit at any point that they were sex robots. <laughs> but they may have been given yep. the uh, the content of the show yes I, I teleported children into the future in order to help me, uh, in order that they help me I never lifted a finger uh, they had to solve a variety of challenges in order to stop robots taking over the world but the problem was the robots were nine foot tall incredible looking uh, things with people in them yep. little carny street performer friends of mine um, that they were inside and, uh, and they were so dangerous and unwieldy and heavy that none of the children were allowed anywhere near them so it was as if they were like, great right, kids, you're in the future. Oh, there's lasers. Oh, there's robots. Quick, stand away from the robots and do a word <laughs> search. And they would go, okay. It was amazing. That I was loved good. it. I loved it completely.
0: You've done some acting. There's, you've got two entries on IMDb, which makes it confusing. I thought there was another Stuart Goldsmith, but this is you as well. You played Policeman 2 in Coming of Age. Who could forget
1: <laughs> Policeman 2? <laughs> yeah. In, and what was it again coming, at, coming <laughs> yeah. of age which was like a sort of sub two
0: pints of lager in a packet I think, might, I think it might have been two yes. or three down it for was, kids though wasn't it it was for yeah, like it was teenagers for, it
1: was for there's those kids again yeah. no, it was, uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, yeah it was two pints of lager written by someone who had kind of written they'd kind of come on in a sort of I think they'd like I'm not saying they'd won a competition, but they'd like, you know, they, it was like, yeah, it was a youth-oriented yeah. version of it. And they, yeah. were, they were lovely kids. And I did the TV warm-up for that show. Oh, and eventually, I think they took pity <laughs> on me as I was scratching on the door. Can I be on the programme? They went, yes, you can be a policeman. Oh, can I be policeman one? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: yeah. I played probably Policeman 2 on Ant and Deck Unzipped. Me and Stuart Lee were policemen on... Uh, you really? Yeah, well, because they came on our show with, when they were Ant and Deck. Is that right? No, when they were PJ and Duncan. Yes. Uh, I think they wanted to be called that. They, the the, well, they, they were still Anton Deck. Well, they were still Anton Deck, but they wanted to be called Anton Deck, but everyone called him PJ and Duncan. Uh, yeah. They've managed to escape that, which is they've done very, pretty well, but I, I'm i going to carry on calling <laughs> them PJ and Duncan. <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, and yeah, so they did our show, and then so we we did their show as, nice. a, as in return. Uh, you can see it on YouTube, I think, if you check out. And you also played Survivor 2. On uh, um, the Marchioness disaster. Broke, don't fix it. Um, yeah, the, the, it was the Marchioness disaster, yeah, which it's is a, a shame not to give them a name in that. You know, in the true, <laughs> you can be survivor too. so it seems a bit. I lib. have never
1: seen the tele. No. The tele, I feel like calling it a teleplay. It's a sort of dramumentary. Is that okay? <laughs> a thing? A docu tragedy. So, uh, and it was about the Marchioness disaster, yeah. a horrible disaster on the Thames when uh, a, some sort of boat. Died. You should know. You're uh, well, you no. a survivor too. You well, should know what it is. My entire role on the show was I had to climb out of the Thames yeah. onto the bank of the Thames at 3 o'clock in the morning once for 30 seconds. Right, okay. And that was my role. Survivor S- 2. Survive, I though. did rather better than Survivor 3. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't know what there were that many survivors. Let's not uh, let's not <laughs> oh dwell. <God>. On, <laughs>
1: let's not dwell. So far, it's been future pedos <laughs> and people dying in a real disaster.
0: We me start a while. But uh, yeah, so you, look, you've 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 obviously uh, not best known for the comedian's comedian podcast that has been nominated for
1: the Chortle Award on several occasions. <laughs> yeah, but always pipped at the post and always by you. <laughs> no, not no, not, not by this you. This year, this year, last year, I pipped at the post by someone else, by the yeah,
0: QI, QI. Podcast. My podcast, I lost my crown for the first time. I was the yeah. only winner of it four years in a row. I
1: wish, I, I'm sure icons. you think the same. I wish I'd thought to have the name of a nationally recognised <laughs> amazing television programme in the title of my show yeah. and to be tied to that programme across all media. <laughs> yeah. That sounded bitter, but I love them. name. <laughs> and think. in fact, on the night, when I, I looked, because I turned up to the awards late, uh, which is the best way to do it, because I didn't know who'd been nominated or anything. I yeah. just turned up and had a nice drink with everyone. And obviously, part of that nice drink was me going, anyone got any news for me? No, 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 no it's fine. But uh, I met all the, the lovely QI uh, yeah, elves, as they're called, and they're lovely people. And uh, one of them came over and said, oh, I, I want to introduce you to the other ones, because they really want to meet you, because they, pod- they love your podcast, but they're embarrassed to meet you. So I was like, <laughs> that is the real prize. <laughs>
0: (laughs) I voted for you. Thanks I mean, I, I, A I didn't want to win Because I felt it was Embarrassing that I kept winning Yes and it, it kind of gave the impression There's I nothing good I would love good. to have that problem It kind of gives the impression There's nothing good On the internet That's It's like well done We've given it To the only podcast There is Again yes. So it's nice that someone else But I did vote You voted it,
1: for me And you were You were uh, you were public about The fact I you voted for me Which I appreciated And yeah. you said a very nice thing To me just before did you Did I on. Would you like to repeat it No I can't remember what it was <laughs> You said it for your Oh no it's uh, exclusive content For your it's people for
0: only the people. No it's my fa- Well it's the only podcast that I listen to all the time, Thanks, although uh, I do listen to it when I'm in the gym, uh, and so I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard it
1: recently. Uh, but uh, should I start? <laughs> should I do that? Should we have an inter podcast thing where I go, <laughs> Go on, Richard? <laughs> go on, yeah, Richard's you, you, you can run, you can do. You can well, do I started when I
0: last time was going to the gym, I was trying to do a thing where I did a, a, an exercise to pointness if I was on the exercise bike. I had to watch the entire episode of Pointless and be on and, and be on That's the exercise bike idea. for that time. It's a very good idea for a, a workout if you enjoy it. You know, it doesn't have to be pointless, but if it isn't, you're an idiot. Uh, and you know, you can actually. I, and if I do at home, I can play along on my phone as well as I'm as I'm doing. Whilst you're on the exercise yeah. bike, That's and because I'm watching idea. TV, and it's a bit harder than just for different reasons on the. Uh, but just, let's not get into it uh, but uh, it's you've been you've done 141 uh, Comedians comedian Podcast yeah I
1: have released 141 yeah. and I've got an, another 20 clogging up my hard drive and life wow. so yeah I've done quite a lot of them because we've done this is our 82nd official one I think we've done 85 Amateur. including yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've, I've done I've suddenly realised I'm not doing enough podcasts so yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: I could have released some more yeah I, I've uh,
1: done a, I've done a load of them I've just got back from LA from the, from the LA Podcast Festival
0: and are they all different people? So are they all different people that you... Uh, yes, the they are.
1: Um, Brendan Burns has done two of them and Sarah Milliken has done two of them. Uh, in both cases, to settle a score. Right. Uh, no, Brendan, obviously not. not so. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so they're all, all different people. Yeah. And, so uh, tell us
0: about. I did want to talk about because I saw you were tweeting about the LA Podcast Festival. So what is? Yeah. What, I'd never. No one asked me to go to. It, no, so. nor
1: me. I crashed okay. the fucker. Yeah. Right. I just turned up. I turned up. Uh, and uh, yeah, so LA Podfest is the thing, and it's. Uh, I don't know if it's the first one, but it's been going for about four years, and it's a bunch of Americans getting together with a bunch of other Americans and going, "Who's this English guy?" and why is he hastily uh, photocopied some flyers and is <laughs> handing them out to our audience? So, uh, yeah, so I did that. It was amazing, yeah. really exciting. And um, you
0: did quite a few out there with the American comedian. Yeah,
1: I, I interviewed uh, Jimmy Pardo, uh, who's a brilliant comic and used to open for Conan O'Brien, and I interviewed Todd Glass, who famously uh, came out of the closet on the, the WTF podcast oh, yeah. uh, three years ago, and, um, and also Jackie Cation, who does a super nerdy one called uh, The Dork Forest, And also Dave Anthony, who who is one of the people that runs the festival. Don't know any of them. They all sound rubbish. So that uh, is. Uh, I
0: had uh, I had Stephen Fry on this, so, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, you did. You know what? I've always I wanted to say this. But that, <laughs> the best question asked on this show was, "What's it like being Stephen it Fry?" Was. That's the question we want to know. That "What's it like being you?" is all I want to ask on my show. And it wasn't even your question. It, it was a question. child. And everyone went, "What a stupid question!" And then Stephen Fry went, "I nearly killed myself." And went, oh, follow the child. <laughs> It's such a good question That's the only thing We care about isn't it What's it like being you Yeah And he gave a brilliant answer To it It Well
0: your show is one. You're basically One of my emergency questions Is your show Is where do you get Your crazy ideas from That's (laughs) basically basically What your podcast is (laughs) (laughs) You've taken that And turned it into A whole podcast Yes Where do you get Your crazy ideas from I have the reverse
1: thing My emergency (laughs) question is uh, Who are you most jealous of Oh yeah
0: That's
1: good Um, That's (laughs) quite (laughs) good
0: (laughs) So Who are you most jealous of Uh, You Oh yeah That's true
1: no, and that's a good question. I don't know. It's a good question. How How am I? Am I? It's your well, own
0: I... question. I'd better at asking other people's questions. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm I'm the <laughs> the problem with my life and career and also probably why my shows quite good. Is that I'm jealous of everyone. If I see a comic <laughs> do well, I'll go, I should be doing more like this. I should be doing I saw what I was good with Mark Watson last night. I was like, oh, I should be I should be more kind of sort of fluid and stuff. And then I'll work with a one liner guy and I'll go, oh, I should I should write one liners more. And so I'm jealous of absolutely everybody. But so. you're
0: surely you're one of the nicest people in the nicest comedians. You're very in your you're very supportive of all the people you have on. You're, you always love what they do, generally. Yes. Yeah so you absolutely. are you not you don't come across as an envious type i think you kind of you seem to be interested i think what you're very good as an interviewer and i'm occasionally good at this but usually not because i enjoy the sound of my own voice too, <laughs> too much is to it's just just when you interviewed me the best thing you did is just you asked a question And then go very quiet for a long time, knowing that any comedian, if they just get to the end of a sentence, will go, oh, no one's talking. I better carry on. And then so they end up adding more stuff.
1: Yes. Louisa O'Mulan called me on it, though, because (laughs) there was a bit when I interviewed her, when she said something like, oh, because of this, because my dad was so angry. And I kind of, with my hand, and I'll need to explain what I'm doing for the (laughs) listeners, I I kind of went, uh, a gesture that means... Go on. And she went, fuck you, Stuart Goldsmith. Hey, everyone. He's just gone, like, go on. Tell me all your stuff. I was like, oh, shit. I shouldn't have done that. And um, Yes, but well, that's what I've been saying to everyone in LA is my, my, what I do for my show. is The USP, if you like, the unique selling point is that I try and ask interesting, challenging, and well-researched questions. And then I shut up and listen to the answers yeah, uniquely. Don't do that. <laughs> no. You exactly. no, want to just ask the question. But, but then I, I'm off the hook because my show yeah. isn't a comedy show. It's a show no. about comedy. So I don't, I don't have any onus to be funny. It, well, it's
0: very. You know, I think as a comedian, it's very interesting to hear uh, uh, other comedians uh, talking about how they do what they do. And, yes. uh, I mean, I'm because I'm a big comedy fan as well. I think this is why I like this show because it does it does very. Qu- you very quickly get under the skin of of people, and you, t- you yeah. have Matt Lucas. Just listening to the Matt Lucas one, which mm. is one of the most recent ones, uh, and he's very open, very quickly.
1: Yes, I, uh, yeah, I'm nice, I think. Yeah. It's difficult to say I'm nice because people immediately listen and go, no, it's not what a nice person would say. <laughs> but I care. I really give a fuck. I really, really care. And I really am on the side of the person I'm interviewing. Yeah, And I really want them to give of the best of themselves And I also, I'm just quite empathic. And I think because I'm quite an anxious person and I do a lot of negative thinking to myself, I'm quite good at spotting it in other people. So when people have a preconception, they go, well, I'm like this. I like going, but are you like that? Because I think you're just telling yourself you're like that because of this, this, and this. So it's sort of like a bit like, it's a bit like an untrained man doing therapy (laughs) with with no regard for the consequences.
0: (laughs) So, uh, no, anyway, let's we'll we'll qu- quickly tell people about what you did before, uh, and then we'll see where we go. We'll t- I want to talk to you about David Cameron having sex with a pig, mainly, but we'll get to that is later. That, if we're
1: cutting to the emergency questions, yeah. then my, I've already got the answer to this. That fucking dead pig skull was asking for it. So <laughs> uh,
0: you started. You did start as a street performer, is that so? You were, but you did. You trained as an actor no it's all a bit convoluted
1: when I was 16 I did a street show for the first time because I saw someone walking on broken glass and me and my mate Noel went I reckon I know how we can do that like as a a sort of fakir stunt and we, uh, we were right we went home and tried it do not try it at home like we did um unless you, th- you really think you know how it's done. Uh, and we thought we did, and we did, and I could juggle, so we threw together a street show, and we went out and made some money and went, oh, fucking hell, we don't need to get real jobs. And, uh, and then I went to circus school for a year. Right. And that is exactly as you expect it is. <laughs> if you're expecting, like, eight very tall Norwegians who are good at everything and look good in leggings, and you are an 18 year old boy from Leamington Spa. <laughs> That's <laughs> largely what you can expect from that experience. Um, and uh, so I came out and did street shows and then I did like a theater devising degree. And during the summer, I would go up to the Edinburgh profes- Festival and where I would see you, because I've been going for 20 years now. Uh-huh. So I've seen most of your shows from up there. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I would go, yeah, do street shows uh, during the summers. And then I became a full-time street performer. And then I was briefly a, a bad actor. <laughs> and then I went back to street performing and then I discovered comedy. Okay.
0: And you've been you, I, well, you, in 2012. We had a similar thing. Uh, we got both got into trouble in the fringe <laughs> program. Yes, because your story was your show was called Prick. Yes, which I thought was b- very bad it's that they pr- censored that because that can means it has so many different yeah, meanings.
1: Prick in itself isn't a no. a rude word. No, I was flabbergasted. I couldn't believe that they censored it. And I, I remember thinking, oh, this this is like the first whiff of some publicity. <laughs> I might sell some tickets. And then I looked on Chortle uh, the next day, and it said Richard Herring outraged. <laughs> That Stu can't use the word prick. And I went, oh, I've learned how the world works. <laughs> that was very, very smart.
0: Well, I did talk, you know, I, I was doing talking cock, which I'd done before in Edinburgh yeah. never had any problem with. And again, talk, cock has lots of different meanings. So it does, it's not, it would seem very weird that, I don't know if this is still carried on beyond that year. because I don't think
1: there was sufficient no. outcry that they were quite embarrassed and retracted. It seemed Be- very
0: weird that the fringe program would start censoring it, but it was just ridiculous to. Speak, yes. They were knowing what, because they could, you know, you could have been someone who burst balloons or something. I mean, you would be a prick, but first thing exclusively other children's
1: balloons. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, incidentally, yeah. my favourite ever. You mentioned street shows. My favourite ever joke anyone ever did on the street, and the, the, this guy used to do it in Covent Garden. A stone's throw from this auditorium, uh, a street performer called Pepe, who was the best that ever worked. I think he was yeah. amazing. And his best joke was uh, he, or my favourite of his jokes was he had a huge, huge crowd like he looked like a really dirty, shabby clown and was, and um, <laughs> and he'd find the cutest, cutest little kid, like a little three-year-old kid, and, and he'd beckon them and they'd walk out. This big crowd watching, and they'd walk out on their own, and he'd blow them a balloon dog. And then when they got about a metre away, he'd beckon them up and they'd get slightly closer and he'd put it on the floor, stamp on it and give them the finger. And it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. It was just... Outrage, wall-to-wall outrage. And that's what I loved about the street. I loved that it. it was so... It could be so provocative and challenging. Yeah. And then when you then go to Edinburgh and you see comedians do stuff which is, in inverted commas, provocative and challenging, part of me thinks, come off it, mate. Do you know what I mean? Did you ever work with Rumpel? Who, um... I know Rumpel very yeah. well. I never worked with him, but no. I saw Rumpel. Did you know? Has he been we on the did, show? He
0: did uh, the Edinburgh Fringe. I don't think I could do a whole... Uh, <laughs> less. <laughs>
1: do you know who Rumpel is? <laughs> Are you up to speed on <laughs> if Rumpel? You, if you
0: you haven't go to the, the, I think it's the first series of the Edinburgh Fringe podcast I think, okay. the, I think he was one of the final guests and then maybe the second series but Phil Nickel had recommended him as a guest
1: good god I think in, we, okay. I've had him
0: on twice I can't remember it feels feels like I had him on twice imagine
1: imagine uh, the guy Timothy Claypole from Rent-A-Ghost yeah. right but <laughs> insane and never out of character <laughs> and he would do regularly he'd regularly do like 36 hour shows and he I remember yeah. I saw him in Adelaide doing street shows in Adelaide in something like 2002 and uh, he'd be back bouncing up and down he'd be on a unicycle but he wouldn't ride it anywhere he'd just bounce on it while swinging a hand a toy hand on a bit of string and he would do the shows from two in the morning when all the regular street performers stopped he'd do the shows from two in the morning until six in the morning when the sprinkler system heckled him off the, uh, off the park and he'd be bouncing up and down going I've just got to break even on my nine volt battery and he would always talk like that and wore a prosthetic nose which he never took off yeah. horrifying
0: it was very very interesting talking
1: to him uh, so, was, well, that's the other side. That's the great thing about street theatre yeah. is that anyone can do it, yeah. and that's the prize of it, and it's also the consequence.
0: Cool. Going to try out some uh, new emergency questions, and you? I feel Sorry. I have to leave the old ones behind. Uh, have you ever put your genitals in the mouth of a dead animal? <laughs> I don't think mm, I can. Don't think so. No. It's good you thought about it. Have you ever put your genitals in the mouth of a living animal? And
1: which would be worse? Uh, That's the question. Which would be worse? That's an interesting thing. Uh, No, on either occasion. um, Although I did, I remember I had a friend uh, when I was about 14, a girl who said that she used to get her dog to... um, Yeah,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure many people out there are hypocrites because I'm sure many people have done that.
1: We've done what, mate?
0: On well, them? put like I, I used to put Marmite on my finger. My cat used to lick it, and I'm sure someone's thought, mm, s- "Someone?" Rich? <laughs> I didn't think I, I think. I think I had a conversation with David Bedeal about this, but am I right? I don't know. Maybe might uh, have been not on uh, we're not we're on the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what in a, in a ring of yours? Some but of it, you know, a cat has a very bumpy tongue, so if you are into, it's got like little. It's kind of got. You know, I could, that's it's a lot, What is a pig
1: has sharp, vicious teeth in this? Yes. You know, so that's. Even if it's dead. No, but, but morally, sort of ethically speaking, yeah. is it better to put your junk in the mouth of a, a dead pig or a live I think pig? I they're both quite bad. Yeah, they are both yeah, they're both quite. I think, you know,
0: if you want to keep your gentles, yeah. make sure the pig's dead. Yeah, is what I, I think, would
1: say. I think, ethically speaking, it's all right to do it to a dead pig, provided you then eat the pig. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you're getting the most. Do you mean? Otherwise, it's like you're throwing away a load of yeah. usable pig carcass. I think it's disrespectful. I think if the pig has died of natural
0: causes, it's okay to do it. But if you've murdered the pig in order to put your cock with in the your world, cock, <laughs> you like, with the, you've suffocated it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's wrong. <laughs> what, is, what is worse, bestiality or
1: necrophilia? This is my new. What is worse? Um, that remark. Well. When, when I was a teenager, me and my housemates used to play uh, a video game called uh, Super Bomberman. You might know it. No. You, you run around a oh, maze yes, and yeah. you let bombs and they blow to that. And uh, whenever my friend Spencer Cummins killed... Whenever his bomber man killed my bomber man, he would, your, your dead one would flash on the screen for a couple of seconds, giving yeah. him just enough time to get up and run past it back and forth, making, with, this, with his mouth making this noise. <laughs> which he suggested was him wanking into the corpse of my bomber man yeah. in a move that he called an oral necromasturbatality. <laughs> <laughs> so... In answer to your question yeah. what's worse ne- well did you kill the we're we talking well, from... I'm talking living
0: bestiality with a living animal um, or I would say I with... would say for... or bestiality
1: with a dead person is that
0: the question uh, no bestiality necroph best, you can't have Sorry sorry with necrophilia a with a necrophilia dead human or orbed animal I don't care Well I think you've made your position <laughs> no, <very> difference. <laughs> <laughs> no difference if the thing's dead that's what
1: yeah, yeah um, I think yeah. If I think it's worse. The, the the anything where the thing is alive and unconsenting is yeah. definitely worse. Yeah, can
0: an animal consent though? <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is a big question because there are zoophiles who believe that uh, animals yes, can consent. Yes, because animals want to. if yeah. it, if it backs. Onto you—is that the yeah. argument? <laughs> I, I remember, when I was researching my book, talking, God, <laughs> I came across a website about a man who was a zoophile website, and he claimed you could have sex. He had there were dolphins that wanted that would come up to him in order. Yeah, to I mean, is, have it sex? Wor-
1: is it worse if a dolphin tries to shag you and you turn it down? Yeah, is that worse than than if it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got very quiet. I—I I mean, if it, like a dog humps your leg, right? Yeah. And, like, that wants to... It's that's, that's consent, isn't it?
0: Well, it's, no, the dog, like, is, if the let dog let is raping you. It's like, that's what's up, unless you've given the dog consent to do yes. that.
1: Yes. And if you can... Can you consent to a dog? If you, you say can't... to a dog, this is fine with me, because it needs interest. That's <laughs> 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 not really what I was in it
0: for. Mm. So, you know, it's a big question. It's a difficult question. Uh, <laughs> so... Here's my, another emergency question I've got for you. Why can't everyone be babies? Hey, it's my new emergency. <laughs> oh, yeah. And on the subject of babies, I've yeah. got, I've got a present for your baby. you. baby. Oh, a Oh, nice. For your little child. Oh, thank it's you. Like to I it's I open it a good,
1: It's a good present. It's going to explode.
0: I, I don't I'm know afraid. if you like to say the name of your, your child. My child's and called Phoebe. She's love She's still alive, which is an, uh, an that amazing is a major achievement. achievement. It it is. Well done. And I know well you're well having a, a baby. It's a, it's a bib. <laughs> it's a, it's a little bib. The bib says the comedian's comedian with Stuart Goldsmith.
1: Yeah. I thought it'd be nice. It's like a function. You can't get those in the shops. That's it's not merch. That's a one-off item.
0: I will get one for your child. Stuart, we'll talk about this later. But you live very close to me, so I can I can post one round to you. Yes, Uh,
1: I am. My partner is pregnant.
0: I know. Having a baby soon. I know. I'm very excited
1: about Thanks, Man, please do me one of those with your. your (laughs) I definitely
0: will. Why can't everyone be babies? Though wouldn't it be good? It would... If everyone just became a baby. I'm not saying, like... Would, with, everyone
1: immediately, with yeah. all the existing infrastructure, yeah. suddenly became if a just baby. If everyone
0: became a baby.
1: I oh, think it'd be great. Yeah. I mean, it'd be carnage, wouldn't it? Well... There'd be, like, be, one, be, one we, evil king baby who's yeah. bigger and tougher and smashed all, think, all the other babies. I think everyone would die quite quickly. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> but <you> know,
0: <laughs> It'd be cool for a bit.
1: And it would save the world... Because yeah. all the people would die, yeah. all the babies would. All the If they all died die. if none of them
0: grew. If, do you think if everyone became a baby immediately now? What I imagine is an alien gives uh, finds a crystal. Some Buddhist monks find an alien crystal. This is the last and chapter. And they, of and any they, Stephen King. And novel, they touch on. it and then everyone turns into a baby. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it'd be a good movie, wouldn't it? That you'd watch that movie. And then yes. uh, difficult to it cast. Pitching
1: it. Uh, <laughs> Can <and> you imagine <laughs> the baby that would play the Rock? Feels like <laughs> the hero, Dwayne Johnson, the baby version of him, <laughs> just just all chin. <laughs> I suggested this
0: on Twitter the other day, and everyone was going, "But you know, where? What would this? What, what would? How would uh, people do this?" And I'd go, "It wouldn't matter. There'd be babies. It's basically the answer to everything. So they wouldn't do that. There'd be, where would buildings come from?
1: Wouldn't matter. There'd be babies. There'd be babies." Yeah. Thinking. So what you're imagining is actually an apocalyptic event, yeah. whereby rather than like lava or a meteor. Everyone turns into babies turns and, then, a baby. and then dies after a few but, hours. But,
0: like, babies are really funny, you right? know. Like, I, I got I, this is the idea because I was watching my daughter asleep and um, I've got, like, a camera set up to watch her. It's not creepy, you're meant to do it. Uh, and uh, and uh, You and David was, the deal just, with your cameras. She was just moving around like that. I thought, it would be nice if everyone was a baby, it would just be much better. Yeah. Because they, don't, be ha- they don't have babies. any... judge. There's no judgement. No. My daughter is friendly with everyone. Like, a lot of people I don't want her to be friendly
1: with. Would you, uh, Could you... Could, there be, could we all be babies, except each one of us has a sort of Baymax-esque care robot that looks after us? So everyone is babies, but we are oh, kept alive. Do. Yeah. Like a little sort of inflatable... But do
0: we then stay being babies, or do the... Do we... Oh, yeah. Do we grow up and become adults from that, or do we stay being babies?
1: I think stay. Yeah. Because otherwise know. it's just a bit of a... It's a, it's a, it's a series reboot <laughs> on the world, isn't it? Okay. okay. Not... That hasn't been successful in the emergency quest. <laughs> I think it's a good question. Maybe okay. I didn't give you the best... This to... is,
0: I'm just... I'll try a few... I'm trying them out. I'm sort of just seeing this very much as a practice one before I get on to the proper guests. <laughs> so just you just know, to get me back The in. sad part is I'm <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> what... And this is my favourite emergency question I've ever come up with. What is the worst emergency you've ever been involved in? <laughs> it's a great emergency question because it works on two levels. Yeah. <laughs> The worst emergency apart from the Marchioness disaster, which I'm not counting because that. Was no, it doesn't. I was a
1: What's yeah. the worst emergency you've ever reenacted? It's a, it's a slightly different <laughs> flavour of question. The worst emergency, God. Oh, I don't know. You know I was in a, a pub s- that got hit by a car.
0: Wow, that is pretty good.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's just not a thing, is it? But it was, it happened. I was in a pub, I was in the Montague Arms, do you know it, in south-east London? Yeah, I think Ludicrous I Ludicrous pub where they've got, like, stuffed zebra pulling a rickshaw yeah. and crocodiles and stuff. And I was in, and a, a, a car came skidding around the corner, slammed into the side of the pub, and then drove off. Wow. And it's obviously been nicked or something. And I'm quite good in a crisis. So I immediately, like, everyone else was like, what's on? And I was outside writing down the reg on my hand wow. in biro. Um, but I didn't really. I wasn't involved. In did it. they
0: capture the men who did? I it? don't know. Went back didn't...
1: inside and had a macaroni cheese.
0: Okay. <laughs> good. That was a good. That, we, wouldn't <laughs> have, think... we wouldn't have got that question, would we? I think that for me, I think I was uh, when I was in. I did some camp America when I was uh, 18. Okay. You know, where you go to summer camps in America, and and they don't pay you, but you work there for ages. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and on the uh, this is on the line. We we're in the redwood forest in in Northern California. Mm. Which in a lot of ways was amazing, because but but we, we we were it was an unusual summer camp in that most of them are for very rich kids, and this was for all the poor kids from San Francisco and um, and uh, yeah and uh, what's it called? I should know because it's all in the ice tea songs. I can't remember the name of the other yeah. really rough area in San Francisco. But uh, on the last night when all the kids had gone home, thankfully, we had a massive party, and then that someone the uh, one of the cabins went was on fire, oh, wow. and we were two hundred miles away from the nearest fire station, and all the trees were going up on fire and stuff. Wow, I think I died, and uh, the, the rest of my life has been a weirdly. I mean, it's, dream. Certainly,
1: it's certainly a great question for teeing up your own anecdote. It is. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told, I don't think I've told anyone that. I was just wondering what my answer was. This is the first yeah. time I've asked it. No, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, I was in a very serious car accident Were you? I, a kid, you but I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about okay. it. <laughs> That's the problem with that question.
0: This should usually be, yes, I was in 9-11 and all my, yeah, well, the, my that... family were all killed.
1: That comedian, isn't there a comedian yes. in the States who claimed he was in 9-11 yeah. and he's just had to come out and go, no, I was, uh, I was, I was young and I was getting interviewed and uh, I just claimed I was in 9-11. <laughs> That's... No, he did right to be horrified. <laughs> he did. Well, there's two because also the woman
0: who was the head of the survivors group from 9/11 yeah. turned out not to have been in 9/11. No
1: way! I didn't. So it's that.
0: like the kind, but it's the kind of if you're going to make up a lie, you know. So if you want to get attention, go big. Yeah, just go, go yeah, big. I was in 9/11. I think I might do it. I was well, in 9/11. I did. I did I 9/11. <laughs> 9/11. I masterminded 9/11. Guys, guys, <laughs> I was in one of the planes in 9/11. Oh, yeah. I think this is yeah. the worst thing I've ever said on
1: record or any kind of. Public recording. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you were a dead I pig... I absolutely didn't mastermind okay. 9-11. Because that is the sort of thing that you, they'll bang you up. <laughs> they will. I'll get snatched off the street in a van with all the windows.
0: They will. If, one you, of those if, you, you, if you, you have windows, done it, I think. You know, I, a greenhouse. I think, they think, I think they think they've got the guy who did that one, but we'll see. Uh, if you were a dead pig... Would you rather be eaten or orally raped by a
1: future Prime Minister? (laughs) Like it. (laughs) I just hope to God it's still topical. (laughs) Um, uh, I would rather be eaten. Would you? Yeah. It's a good
0: story though. I mean, what I like about... The, in the end, it's a kind of revenge for the pig, isn't it? The pig had been killed yes. or was dead and then was, was treated very badly, but in the end, he may bring down the... Yes, it's like what street.
1: happens if there was a film of the life of the pig and it was tragic and then it faded out and it was a black screen and then white credits came up yeah. and said, actually, in 2015, people found out and Cameron, the whole government, fell apart. Yeah. Don't fuck dead pigs <laughs> in <the> mouth. <laughs> Under any circumstances, And then he just really. cuts to
0: the pig's skull going...
1: Yeah. <laughs> like especially not if you're being groomed for power. Like yeah. they must have known in the kind of that Bullington gang. They must have no I mean did they It didn't happen. that's why
0: it's just it didn't happen. Did it not happen? I don't think it happened. It's just I mean it's I- just
1: so outrageous that there's no point like he it would be lowering Cameron further somehow to deny it, wouldn't it? So he can't there's, have an opinion. where you, can't so you can feel free to say anything about yeah. anyone as long as it's incredibly outrageous. Well, what
0: I genuinely find worrying about it is that people just... Well, A, a lot of the people who went the week before going, oh, you can't say that about Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, no, we, we're going to run with yeah. this one. Uh, so it's slightly hypocritical. But also, if you, if you can just say something about someone and it becomes true, that's not a nice world to live in. It Just because yes. you don't like the person... I agree. That just means we can say anything about anyone. Yeah. People said that I like to go to get girls to my hotel room, sit in a high-backed armchair and <laughs> masturbate as they dance. And I... But I you not like never, that. I've never done like, that. You would. I, like I don't to think do I that. would. It'd be a waste of getting a girl back to hotel room. Okay. I can sit in a high back armchair and wank any time I want, and just imagine, <laughs> uh, imagine the rest of it. I mean, not, uh, I don't know how that story even got out into the public. <laughs> people started saying I was the king of Edinburgh I was really embarrassed uh, about that no, as well no. that hang is, about hang about that is very embarrassing to say that you I were don't the king know where it started I, don't, you I said don't it in an interview I don't know where it began and then you
1: quoted it the next year which I thought was brilliant you said it about yourself this is true isn't it you said it about yourself and then you quote you said it in like The Independent whatever yeah. it was uh, and then you you quoted it the next year as if they'd said it about you <laughs> which I thought was such a good idea I stole the idea and in the list I was invited to interview uh, Arthur Smith, because Arthur Smith, several years ago, he said, I, uh, "I'm only being, I'm only letting critics into the show if they can juggle kippers." So the list got in touch with me and said, "Can you juggle kippers?" And I went, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> so I juggled kippers and was allowed to review the show. And so I said that Arthur Smith was the. Uh, he was the most something like the, the most important and hilarious voice of his generation and then I and I signed it off Stuart Goldsmith the most important and hilarious voice of his generation <laughs> so that the next year I could quote it as a list but I aimed I aimed far too high <laughs> it's completely unfeasible isn't it it's totally unrealistic whereas King of Edinburgh is
0: perfect I don't know where I don't know how it started it however, you, however I find it very embarrassing because I think you know there's no the thing I like about Edinburgh it's a meritocracy and it's about it's, it's about <laughs> uh, Everyone's as important as each other, even the people who aren't as uh, You know, I mean I, I mean, I kind of, you know, I, if there was a king, it would should probably be me, but there, there, isn't, there isn't one. So uh, I'll do one more emergency question and then I'll ask you some other questions. Kettle crisps are not as nice as they once were. This is a rhetorical question, this first bit. An
1: emergency rhetorical <laughs> question. <laughs>
0: Now, Chris are not as nice as they once were. Have I changed or have they? That's a rhetorical question. I like it. That's a rhetorical question. Can I answer that? No, it's a rhetorical oh. question.
1: Can I can I make a rhetorical question that is that might reveal my answer? <laughs> yeah, go on then. Um, it, oh, I don't know how to phrase it now it's confusing <laughs> well I would no I'm going to answer it I'm going to okay. answer it I, I think that uh, both have happened right. I think they've probably changed the recipe yeah and I think, I think you've changed because you like you went all kind of diety and like yeah. change your life yeah didn't you so probably you really you're more you're more uh, saturated f- fats maybe taste differently is and maybe
0: I've just used to more, even classy, they were classier crisps than that now, maybe that's what it that's is. That's a good, but they used to be a treat, didn't they? Yeah. Whereas now, now, you're rolling in them. 60 yeah. grands
1: worth of <laughs> kettle chips on Kickstarter.
0: <laughs> nice. If you could travel back, and this is the question, if you could mm. travel back in time to compare any food of today <laughs> with an equivalent in the past, it comes in two parts. A what time would you go back to and B what food would you taste and C, con- see whether it tastes the same so it's,
1: it's a time travel <laughs> <laughs> well, well might you sit back with your arms folded it's a fucking good question Richard okay. um,
0: uh, so it takes want- a long time to come up with an emergency question as good as that do I have to compare? Have I got to think of a food from now? You can take a food now and take it back with you and then you can eat the other, you eat can do a taste test so you can it. go, well, I'll have that. Let's see, for me, it might be kettle crisps mm. or um, wagon wheels. I've always want, you know, want to know well, whether the they're ones the same size like. or, not, or not as the new
1: ones. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh And,
1: uh, I don't know, I'm not very foodie. I like, okay. a, I, like a, I like a pad thai. Yeah. So I suppose I'd go back... A thousand years. <laughs> and find out what pad ties were like. it's yeah. good. Sometimes the best questions
0: don't get the best answers. That's why, that's why, that's just... Sometimes you can put a lot of work into a question. So you live... I think um, it'd have
1: a lot of lime in it.
0: <laughs> it all nice. You live in uh, Shepherd's Bush, near to me. In fact, i, I on um, a house...
1: Possibly backing onto my house. Uh, I live with Nish Kumar, and uh, Nish Kumar's house backs onto your flat perfectly. It back like what I thought when I moved into his place. I thought that you were on the same road because I came round to your house when I interviewed you. Uh, and I thought I, I got the vague idea right, and I was like, I think, I think, I think we're on the same street as Herring, and she was like, Oh my god, incredible! <laughs> and uh, and then I realised because we looked through the, uh, the back through our back window, yeah. and we saw your wife walking around, <laughs> and we went. I mean do they know people That's that's your house it literally does now yeah. because it's been summer the trees have all flourished and we can't see each other oh, anymore thank God. but come the autumn come the fast approaching autumn because I walk around
0: in the kitchen I walk around naked a lot I walk around in my yeah. bedroom a lot and every
1: single time I walk around in my bedroom naked I think I bet Herring thinks I'm showing my wang him deliberately and I, I, I look but I don't not walk around with yeah. my wang out I just kind of do it in a slightly faster yeah. which is sort well, of okay. worse because yeah, I'm it giving it is... extra sort yeah. of flick but I I li- I li- it's insane to me that I used to watch you on television <laughs> when I was a teenager and and me and my friend Emily would say egg like an egg to each other <laughs> over and over again. And, uh, and now I'm worrying about whether or not you can see my wang. <laughs> a- and not doing anything about it <laughs> to hide my wang. That's wang like a wang. I mean, that's a... <laughs>
0: It's insane It is and you can can, you just, Have you
1: seen us? You can, have you seen I haven't me or you know.
0: I don't know where you are though So I don't know which one I Because have, I haven't seen you So I don't know which window to look at It's directly
1: I'm, out the back okay. And we're the, we're the first floor okay. So we're not the basement floor We're, the, we're like the ground the floor. top
0: floor of that house The gutter's really hanging off very badly you Can't mate Should, it, you can't should see have it. a word with them If they they're, We used it's to talk renting, about We used to talk about that mate. Couldn't give a fuck We used to talk about that Top floor window In the Collins and Herring podcast Because we'd occasionally see They'd occasionally drift into view It's it's a bit like being in a very slow version of the time machine where everything's just moving one second ahead and you see someone moving around in their house.
1: So can you see it from all angles? Can you see it from the top of the house? I can, yeah. So you own the entire house? I own the entire house. yeah, all right. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, (laughs) talking of which... It is not a cheap area, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but Richard worked very hard on time, gentlemen, please.
0: It was, it was 10, 10, 12 years ago, it was cheaper than it is now. Uh, so. Uh,
1: Are you going to leave this bit in?
0: Yeah. <laughs> good, good for you. I'm trying to sell my house, in fact, and I still haven't sold it. And I've mentioned this last series, so you know how difficult it's proving. There's and a it's, great
1: view of my wagon. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but the other, well, during the last series. Uh, there was a mysterious egging of my house, which I blamed you on. I heard about it. Yeah. I,
1: I didn't hear that episode, but I read on your blog on yeah. Warming Up um, that you blamed me for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, it's, a bit, it's, it's the biggest mystery since the cupboards in the Edinburgh Fringe flat. <laughs> there, there's a certain... The obvious,
1: the <laughs> that, obvious... that, that reference really identified the super fans, didn't it? Like, those six guys, they love it.
0: <laughs> the obvious candidate, uh, the obvious suspects are the children who live next door to me. Yes. Um, and, but then, you know, and all the trajectory would imply that there were six or seven eggs and the next day I saw an empty egg box in their garden. Uh, So every
1: piece of evidence points to them. Do you not think that if I were to egg your house, (laughs) I would go to the trouble of leaving an empty egg box? In I your think you would. Garden. That's what I'm
0: saying. It's too. The clues it's are too much. neat. <laughs> it's too neat that there's an empty egg box in the garden as well.
1: Well, so I, I, think,
0: I realized it could be you as a as a revenge for the chortle humiliations.
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that I haven't primed my uh, whatever it is. Twenty five. Twenty five of your fans uh, R- are Richard in here. gave me a discount code so that my fans could come in this, and then used it to spy on how many people were coming <laughs> to see me and bully me on Facebook. <laughs> Only three, Stuart. Keep pushing. (laughs) I think we made it to 25 in the end and I cannot believe I didn't think to prime them with eggs so that I could drop a handkerchief and they could egg fuck out of you right now and then
0: subsequently to that uh, a a human being did a massive shit in
1: my front garden that was me that was me yeah (laughs) No, the egg—the egg thing gave me the idea. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. I wish it was. I mean, no. we for ages. <laughs> me, me, and I'm a good liar, though. Maybe this <laughs> is all part of the act. Me and Nish were wondering how to break it to you that we could see into your house, into <laughs> several rooms of your house. I can see—I can see your wife writing, and uh, I could see your curtains, and uh, and there's a Wang. Um, but I—I I, we were thinking, how do we tell him? Like, do we just? Tweet at him. Can we just like just tweet <laughs> at Richard sixty seven? I can see you when you're like having a shit or something. We're like, how do you bring it up? But we would think there is no way to bring it up where we don't sound like the bad guys. But it's not deliberate. It's not like it we're stalking you. It's just yeah. a preposterous coincidence. It is very strange.
0: You know, if a bomb hit Cheffers Bush the world of podcasting would carry would, on would really it really would open up it for o- those pretenders <laughs> it would open up for you know there'd be two more spaces for comedians interviewing other comedians and let's face it there isn't enough of that on the internet no <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> have you ever made anyone in any of your interviews reveal that they wanted to kill
1: themselves <laughs> I think if you listen back to them, it's clear that several people want to kill themselves, but they're not explicit about okay. it. No, 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 I, I haven't done that. But then neither, neither of you, it was a child. No, I haven't really. <laughs> I'm just the vessel,
0: I'm the vessel for the uh, child to ask the question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I've wondered, I wondered what that was for a second, and then I've worked out what it is. It just says breathe fire, and I went, what? And then I, you can breathe
1: fire. Is that what have you thought? Yeah, of just breathe pra- to yourself. <laughs> breathe this fire. Bit, breathe fire. Oh god! <laughs> what I'm the hell? Practice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, I can breathe fire. I can't eat fire. That's quite difficult. That's the yeah. kind of sort of sinuous burlesque thing breathing or blowing fire is just putting a load of uh, carcinogenic fuel into your (laughs) mouth and then spraying it like in a way that it atomizes and you go like that and then you put a thing away and yeah don't do it it's really bad for you it cannot easily go wrong and it gives you cancer over a long time okay I won't I definitely won't do it Uh, (laughs) and you were also in
0: uh, Show Me The Funny in 2011 I don't remember was I?
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes I was I was hey who remembers Show Me The Funny? (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Ten that million, they us. said. Ten million people are going to watch this. Three of them.
0: <laughs> Three of them, yeah. It was it. a sort of... Was it a, a sort of talent show of stand-ups,
1: kind of, that is, with a bit more to it? That is... No, no, no more to that. it, no. Uh, they told us it was going to be like MasterChef for comedians. Right, yeah. It was not. <laughs> In the end, it was, yeah, it was like a talent... It was just, yeah. It was like a talent show for comedians, if instead of you seeing the comedians doing any stand-up, The comedians had to go on stage and do some stand-up. They'd just written in front of the audience of people that it was written about. Like, so in Liverpool, it's an entirely female audience. They sort of changed it up. So you've got to write jokes for an entirely female audience of Scousers and you stress about it for three days. And then you go on and you do all these brand new jokes. You're not allowed to do any of your existing material. And then you have a lovely gig and then they, in the final programme, don't show any of the gig. Uh, (laughs) Instead, focusing on Jason Manford in the... uh, Lovely Jason Manford in the wings, looking at the camera going, Stu's having a great gig. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what it was like. It right. was it was intensely troubling and painful. I yeah. think I probably had the biggest problem with it out of anyone that was on it.
0: Well, did you nearly walk off the show? Is that right? Or... I oh,
1: I don't know where you, that.
0: I didn't realise that was public knowledge. That... Yeah, I
1: I... No, I got it off the internet, so it's on there somewhere. All right, um, I. Nearly did, yes. When I realised what it was really about, I thought it was going to be like, you're on a submarine, you know, yeah. and make jokes about submarines to the submariners. And it, it was like, you're in Liverpool. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I, I found it very, very... Uh, it just filled me with anxiety. It was so weird being on a show when you knew that the producers weren't on your side. Yeah. They, they weren't actively anti-you, but they, it didn't matter if you did well or badly because it was all good telly. And, uh, and so I rang my brother, and I said to my brother, listen, I, I think I'm going to... I've had enough. I'm just doing my head in. I'm in tears every Wednesday. I can't cope. I'm going to go home. Um, and my brother said, you can't quit. And I was like, I, I can't, mate. I'll do what I want. He goes, no, you can't quit. I'll tell you why. Uh, he said, if you quit, they'll film you walking away, and they'll play cold play over it. <laughs> And I didn't quit and I, and I nearly made it to the final. And then weeks later I did a gig and I said to someone, or oh, months later, it had already gone out on telly and I did a gig and I, I mentioned it briefly as part of something else I was talking on stage. I, mentioned, oh, I did this TV show and someone came up to me in the audience, uh, some, from the audience came up to me in the interval and they said, um, uh, were you, what telly program were you on? And I went, oh, it's called show me the funny. It was like sort of talent show thing. Went, was that the one with Jason Manford? And I went, yeah. And he went, cause I saw that <laughs> in such a way as I was like, and he didn't recognize that I'd been on it for six right. episodes so people, you know, the public are very fickle the, the public are very fickle very and weak. I have a
0: generic face that I look like everyone's <laughs> brother's mate so
1: it's just difficult to remember me
0: is, the, is that show where you got Alice Cooper you got an Alice Cooper quote on your website saying you were really funny
1: uh, no that was from, <laughs> no, that was from uh, a television warm up job that I did for okay. a daytime television programme okay. called Loose Women <laughs> oh yes Fuck you! It paid my mortgage for three years. <laughs> During a rocky patch, yeah, I, I was on loose women. And yeah, they were all lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that's a tough
0: gig. Do you still do warm ups or is that is almost that... never? Yeah. I
1: do. I I still sometimes do the Graham Norton warm up, right. which is marvel, which is like it's, like it's the biggest TV studio in Europe, and it's yeah. really fun to do. And sure. he's great, and the show's great, and it's brilliant. Um but I don't really do any others anymore because it's a, it can be a bit of a trap for a comic because you, you they're very well paid or it yeah. can be, but it's not the same as being a stand-up comedian, so you're sort of you're, with a lot of them, you're sort of a member of the sound department like the the directors the producers, they don't listen to the warm up yeah. they just they just want the audience to be like like that, and you don't need to be a good comedian to get that. you need to be good at getting people to do that, yeah. So I don't really do them anymore. But I do, you know, if there's like friends, I, I quite like that some of my friends now, if they get a pilot made or something, they'll ask me and I'll do it because I'm, I'm quite yeah. good at them. But well, it's uh,
0: nice when they match the person up with the show and sometimes they do that and sometimes they don't. So sometimes it feels like, oh, you'll go well with this audience and you'll be a good person to warm this audience up. But then sometimes, yes. sometimes you'll get the entirely the wrong kind of comedian doing it
1: or, or, yes. or the wrong and kind Yes, and it of can, of can really affect it. It can really affect uh, how a show works. Um, and it can, like I've, I've I did a, yeah. I, I, I did one recently that very badly and I don't want to talk about it. I, 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 <laughs> I think i fucked someone's career. <laughs> but, it, but at the same time, like, being, like hosting a, a stand-up gig, it is important, you know, when the MC, their relationship to the room, that's yeah, important. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not as important as I think to myself that it is. Like, I've, I go out there going, oh, I've got the whole night on my shoulders. And you don't really, you've just got to get them facing the right way and it's up to the end. <laughs> so if this person's career is fucked, it wasn't me. <laughs>
0: And are you happy? That is a question I think that you sort of ask. (laughs) Yes,
1: I ask that of everyone. Josh Whittacombe is a big fan of my show and likes to text me his secret opinions about people I've had on the show. (laughs) And now it's become a running joke that whenever he sees me, he asks if I'm happy. And that could be if he's just urinating next to me in a a public toilet. (laughs) But he he would definitely piss on me just for fun. No, he... uh, he uh, he likes to ask me if I'm happy. Um, I am happier now than I have ever been. I've got a baby on the way. I've uh, I'm engaged to be married to somebody brilliant. And well, you've done that the wrong way round. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, 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 we got engaged first, and then we just got we just got.
0: Still, is the wrong. You should have waited until oh, the wedding day. I should have waited until day. It was all
1: proper. Um, <laughs> sorry, until the wedding day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm yes, really happy, and I've had uh, I've uh, been had sort of therapy in and on and off for a okay. long time, and that's recently. That's really, really worked. And uh, the podcast, my podcast has given me, and your podcast has given me a lot of (laughs) positivity as well. But the show and the fact that I'm connecting with humans and people write to me, people email me and say that my show has changed their lives quite often. And in a way that constantly bewilders at me and makes me feel really happy. Yeah, it's so, not, yeah,
0: well, it's nice to have that, to, to, you know, to have that connection with people. Well, it's, yeah. it's like when you get, the, and the great thing about the internet is it's all over the world. I just love getting those yes. emails from Antarctica or, yes. you know, the middle of Africa or some more Afghanistan. You know, we, or I wouldn't really necessarily be expecting people to be listening to this. It's, yes. kind of a, it's a sort of bizarre feeling. To it's have a that. magical
1: thing. Yeah. And we were talking before we came out about how podcasts, this show and this show for you, I'm sure, it's not a means to an end. It's the It's the end in itself. It's yeah. the thing. It's the thing, and it's, it's better than telly, and it's better than radio in lots of different ways.
0: Well, I think it is, and you know, I, th- I think we were also... Just, in a way, TV, people always say to me, well, why don't you do this on TV? And you kind of go, well, no one is asking me to do that. that is quite yeah. a big, that's quite a big part of the problem. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, but I don't you know I don't think either of our shows would work as a TV show because it's the looseness of them it's the fact that you can go anywhere with it it's the fact you can spend an hour talking about something that you know't yes. necessarily be that interesting to yeah there's
1: the intimacy the general public there's you know. the intimacy of the connection like the fact that it's audio and there'll be people listening to this now in their baths stop yeah. it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and while they're running, and you have a, and while they're driving, and while they're getting on with other things, and you're a really intimate voice in their ear, and that's really special. But I, You could say that radio is like that, but the difference with, with podcasting is that you're the boss. And my podcast is the most successful thing that I've done in terms of the, the, the reaction that people have had about it, and the emails from all over the world, and the, you know, people being excited about it, and very kindly donating to it, and wanting it to continue. It's been really successful. And I have to think that's because I'm just doing it to please myself. I'm not doing it to impress anyone or to use it as a stepping stone to something else. I'm just doing it because I care how Richard Herring writes his jokes or how Pat Oswalt writes his jokes or whoever. I care. I really care and I want to know. And I get to spend as long as I like asking that person and presenting it as I want and having an actual conversation about it. And I, I don't think that... You, I'm not saying it, it could never work on TV in any format. Honestly, I'd love to do it on TV. <laughs> but, um, but the way it is now and the, the pace and the engagement of it, no one would sit and, and watch that on TV for an hour and a half or for two hours. But I get to have those conversations for that long and people get to participate in them.
0: You'd be surprised. People watch this for an hour and a half, two hours, on, mainly on YouTube. But you know it counts. <laughs> uh, so you'd be surprised. But yeah, it's uh, no, it is. Well, it's and I also think TV and, and this it's it's sort of blurring into into like, obviously the BBC and ITV Channel Four are kind of bit, quite a big deal. But most TV shows are probably about the same level as the successful podcasts in terms of yes. listeners. And I would say not as you know that you uh, you have a very loyal audience. I think as a with your, with your podcast and hopefully with my podcast, it seems. Absolutely. Which is very, which is, 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 is very nice. Yeah, oh, good. Uh, and you won the Ham Fist Award, which, you know, it's just funny because of this show. So there we go. <laughs> uh, so we, I'm not going to ask the question. But uh, you had to, the, the worst review
1: in Edinburgh I had, was, of all the There's a, a website called fringepig.co.uk or which uh, reviews the reviewers at the Edinburgh Festival. It's very funny and no one knows who writes it. And uh, uh, it's not me. But... Uh, uh, they awarded. There were several people who were nominated for the worst review, and I my a review of my show won because it. So basically eulogised me and said, this is incredible. He, even when he's standing still, he produces so much energy. And the people can, and even when he, things go wrong, what he says when it goes wrong is funnier than when it. Oh my, it's the best thing I've ever said. Why doesn't he have his own TV show? Three stars. And uh, that was just funny. It just worked. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I won an award. And the award, although they didn't get round to doing this, what the award was supposed to be was 200 pounds nailed to a pig's hoof. To a pig's trotter. Wow. Yeah, but I just got a pig mask because they didn't sort it out. (laughs) Even
0: that, that's kind of pathetic (laughs) in a way. Well, I I hope you have a lovely time with your baby. I'm going to give give you lots of advice and sage advice about how to. Yeah, please do. Now, don't listen to any advice. That's the that's the only advice. People give people try to give you like advice, and it doesn't help because you know all of the babies are really different. And yep. our baby's just ridiculously good, so right. I, can't, I can't help yeah. you out with... We <laughs> don't, are you going to have another one? Oh, well, I hope so.
1: That's the trap everyone has. They have a golden baby, and they yeah. go, this is easy. <laughs> and then the second one's a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we just... I'm reading a book at the moment. It's like The Secrets of the Baby whisper or something, and yeah. it says there's, there's five different types of baby. You can have a happy yeah. baby, a lazy baby, or a grumpy baby. I'm like, this, is that how we're... Or d- deciding, Ugh, I've, I've got a shit one. So was... <laughs> well, also,
0: even if it was true, I've read that book. Well, I read some. My wife reads all of the books. Okay. And then says, You have to read all the books. And then I, they're on my bedside table. That's, I, uh, that's what am we're am doing am I said I've read the book this <laughs> is that bit about the categories that's what she told me about. but you know you have to read about every single type of baby and then what is easier is to wait and find what type of baby you've got yeah. and then work out on that other rather than getting the information about all the things you have to do yes I
1: think it's good to have a book on standby in case something goes wrong and you're panicking and you don't yeah. know what to so do so you, you, you just smack it over the head the, just kill it <laughs> bury it <laughs> jam the book in the toaster leave the gas on get out um <laughs> like I said, I'm good in a crisis. <laughs> well,
0: look, it's been really lovely to talk to you. Thank you for being my uh, what, first guest, my warm-up man, in a way uh, oh, for this no, series.
1: No! behind
0: me <laughs> uh, it's been really and do check out uh, it's the Comedians Comedian Com Com Pod uh, it's at Com Com Pod on yep. Twitter and you yep. can get it
1: from ComediansComedian.com or, but it's better to get it they explain this at the podcast festival it's better to go to iTunes to direct people to iTunes because then they're more they can hit subscribe more easily okay all right. Like, yes I've got you now go to iTunes it's genuinely there's a hundred uh, you know, as I, as we're speaking there's 141
0: episodes there, there may be even more by the time you hear this there will it's be. really uh, perfect for working out to do
1: a workout to it and <laughs> uh, I I like to imagine that some people fuck to it. I'm sure they do. mean, it must, sure it must do. have done... It's had three and a half million downloads. That must have <laughs> happened once. No, but to it, do you think they're
0: going, well, let, here we go, turn do, it... Yeah. I mean, it might happen. Oh, it, it was it on happened. and then people started having sex, but do they go, let's turn on Steel yeah. girls? Hey,
1: <laughs> please, someone do that. And someone will. Someone listening to this will do it because your fans are <laughs> lunatics. Please do that and send me a... Don't send me anything. Do it and don't send anything or say anything to anyone.
0: David Jennings, the best podcast interviewer in the UK of comedians is Stuart Goldsmith. Give him a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. very much. We'll be back. You have been listening to Richard Herring's The Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Stuart Goldsmith. It is a very nice show. Thank you for listening. The music is by Pest. The, thank you very much to the everyone at the Les Square Theatre and, of course, to everyone at gofasterstrike.com, especially Chris Evans. Not that one, come and grow up. We wouldn't have him, would we? That's stupid. It was produced by Dave Cribb. It is a Sky Potato Fuzz and gofasterstrike.com production. thanks for listening if you've enjoyed this show then why not come along and see us live at the Leicester Square Theatre go to leicestersquaretheatre.com you can buy tickets uh, every Sunday at 4pm uh, until November the 29th or you can come and see me on tour met principally in 2016 there are a few dates uh, coming up in October go to richsharing.com slash happy underscore now slash tour and you can see if I'm coming near to you or go to gofaststrikecom slash badges and buy a badge or just give us some money and that will help us to make more internet content or just keep enjoying this for free and maybe tell your friends about it or keep it a secret it's up to you thank you very much to Rich Simisker come off it Christopher Taylor James Bonsall Edward Bauer in capital letters Jonathan Harden Rob Hathaway Will Dunn will like a willy Dominic W Kieran John Gleaves John Daintree Jason Humphreys Thomas Smith Andrew Green Richard Spur Jane Jacks at last a woman Uh, Alistair Wallace, Jim Hoff, uh, Jim Half could be anything, could pronounce that in a million different ways. It's like cough with an H instead of the C. Jim Hoof, Robert Clooley, Neil Martin, Tom Darby, Simon Pallet, come on. David Firth, Nicholas Joseph, Nathaniel Tovey, and Dave Payne. And Colin Anderton, Ben Southwood, Ben Golding, Nick Rosansky, Sam, and Amy Murphy. Thanks for listening. Bye.